welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, work-life fit expert, Deb Crow. Join Deb every week as she interviews the co-authors from all over the globe. They'll share their insights into self-empowerment with their personal stories and real-life experiences that will help your own personal development and touch every area of your life. Join Deb every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, good evening and welcome to the Changebook Radio Show. And first and foremost, let me say Happy New Year to you. Thank you for tuning in with us. And one of my goals for this year was to be a more inspiring radio show host. Not just interview amazing everyday people from around the globe that we have in our personal development book series called the Changebook Series. We are now on volume 15. We are approaching 300 authors in 26 countries. So my goal is to continue giving you a impactful show that will inspire you on a personal level, that may drive you on a professional level, and that is one of my first and foremost goals. So in saying that, we have incorporated a sponsorship program And for the month of January 2018, I'm delighted to have Sharissa Sebastian as our January 2018 sponsor for the Changebook Radio Show. She is a career coach, and she aspires to work with ambitious women in leadership. She writes for Forbes, the Huffington Post. She is a speaker and a radio host. And I have all of her information so you can connect with her on her social media platforms under the episode info. And she's got a little bit of a quiz for you on her website, and I have posted the link for you. So my challenge to you for this January 3rd, 2018 date is, are you ready to audit your current career? Well, Sharissa has a quiz for you. So head on over to SharissaSebastian.com forward slash career hyphen audit and take that quiz. So without further ado, I have brought back a colleague and friend from book number one, Mr. Steve Holtquist. And Steve's got some change happening in 2018 and we reconnected a few weeks ago on social media because I love to check in and see what my other fellow co-authors are up to. And just to give you a little cold note of the amazing talents of this man, let me tell you, he is considered one of the foremost experts in cybersecurity, network engineering, executive leadership. I can't even imagine the length of his CV. So to interview him tonight to hear what he's going to do with all these amazing transferable skills, Let's just say I'm a little bit more than excited sitting on the edge of my seat. So, Steve, welcome to the Change Book Radio Show, my friend. Hey, Deb. So great to be back with you. And this time, uh, we're not talking across the Atlantic Ocean like last time. So uh, really great to be with you, coming to you from uh, Colorado, where I uh, skied about 20 miles today. Uh, So hi to everybody that likes winter sports like I do. And uh, great to be talking to you again. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because when we were chatting over social media, 
you were saying you want to embrace some change and you've got a lot on the go. So let our listeners know, are you transitioning within the IT world or are you taking all of your skills and making the plunge into a completely different industry? Well, thanks. It's a, it's a great question. And uh, I suspect that, you know, given the work I've done in technology over the years that I'll, I'll continue to help companies that, that have specific technology needs, especially in security, but that is not, not my focus. Uh, my focus is helping people and forever, you know, as an executive leader in, in multiple companies and just really a lot of things I've done throughout my life, my desire is to see people become the absolute best person of themselves. You know, the, the version of themselves that is, that, that gives them energy and that, you know, it, it's just kind of how they're made. It's, it's, it, it's who they are, not who somebody else says they are or anything like that, but it's who they are. And over the years I've developed skills and, and, and insights and, and uh, worked with, Many people, some who have been on my staff, some of just people that I've met through uh, through this series, for example, and, and just getting to know people. But uh, my focus is going to shift to helping people become the best version of themselves that they can be. A lot of those folks will be leaders, some will be executives, but a lot will just be people that are that that look at life and go, "What is it that keeps me from really?" making the choices that I'd like to make. And, you know, I, I feel like I get part way and, and I, and I run into blocks that, that maybe I'm putting there. Um, and so that's going to be my, my real focus looking from here out is, is helping people do that, coaching them through those processes and coaching organizations as well to work with their people in those ways so that we all, you know, as organizations and as individuals become who we are and work with each other, work well with ourselves, and just think about how things could be. You know, how could our lives each be and our lives together be if we were all engaged in who we're really made to be? Wouldn't that be cool? Well, I think it's cool, but I'm, I'm more intrigued because you're leaving an IT position. So I'm going to have some fun with you now because you know my background is neurology. So if I was to ask you what your Myers-Briggs profile is, do you remember or have you ever had it assessed? I have. Um, it has shifted a little bit uh, periodically, but I am largely, believe it or not, this shocks some people, I am actually an INTJ. And the I part I is what mostly shocks people. Well, and I am an INFJ, but I think I have attributes with the extrovert. So my burning question is, what transpired either in your career or maybe it was in your personal life, or did you just really find your why and your passion and that's led you to make the change to, I'm assuming you're going to be a coach? Yes, I, that that's a big part of what I'll be doing. There's, there's a combination of things and we can, we can do some of that nuance if you'd like, but the, the thing, yeah, there, there were, there were a couple of things that happened to me um, and happened kind of around me over the last, let's say four years. Um, a number of them were organizational. A number of them, uh, I was with an organization that had a major 
change in its executive leadership. Uh, I was an executive in the company, but uh, I was, you know, they, they brought in a whole new group of executives. And the dynamics that got created uh, around that, the way that people, the way that people were treated and how that changed, uh, it, it really awakened some awareness in me. I mean, it's always been there. I've been a leader as long as I can remember, and I've studied leadership for decades. Uh, so the, the leadership piece is something that I, it, it's kind of obvious to me. It seems like it should be obvious to everybody that's in those kind of roles. But what happened during that process, I realized it wasn't obvious. Uh, and, and and many many people, many organizations, for example, tend to lead through fear, and fear is not a very good motivation. Uh, it, it's not a good way to create a foundation for an organization. But that's that's what started to happen. And I and I watched these dynamics, uh, and, I, and I watched them change. And and you know what I was doing became less and less fulfilling as a result because my role changed. And so I made a I made another change. I, I joined a different organization, but saw the same dynamics and saw the same uh, you know interactions and the way that people were being with one another going on. And I just realized that you know my goodness, um, in this case, these folks are not getting from me out of me my best self. They're not getting all I have to offer, and that frustrates me. I, I love to just give all I have. Uh, and, and I knew they weren't getting it, and in some ways they knew it. Uh, they just didn't know what to do with it. Um, and then I started to think about how many people I know, I've heard about, I've seen, I've, you know, that run into the same kind of issues. And goodness, could we find some ways to help people? really make the choices that matter for them and, and have them move in those directions. So, so part of what I'm doing right now is I'm working on a certification for coaching that involves an assessment that I find fascinating. Uh, and, and the fascination for me comes from an ability to look at our thoughts, our habits of thinking, and understand the impact that those habits of thinking have on on choices we end up making, our decision processes. So uh, let me just give you a brief example, and then we can, we can dig deeper into any of this that, that you'd like to go into, Deb. An example for me is that I have thoughts that, that lean towards being, uh, being a perfectionist. I expect myself to be perfect. And when I am in various situations, when I do not perform perfectly – my thoughts want me to see myself as less than, to um, denigrate myself, to you know use self-talk that is not helpful, <laughs> and and to devalue myself and, and to see others as much more valuable than me, and therefore sometimes their opinions is way more important than mine because I'm not perfect and I'm not you know I'm not all the things that my thoughts want me to be, and just becoming aware of that is sort of step one. And then step two is, okay, how do I change my habits of thinking? How do I think differently? Because these are habits of thinking. They're well ingrained in me. So that is my, my current focus and effort as I, as I look at how I can help people really become the best versions of themselves and to um, really feel the fulfillment that happens when 
when they're really kind of aligned with who they are. I'm I'm just sitting here smiling because it's it's taking me back to my university days and you're talking about metacognition and exactly. it seems like such an easy word and such an easy definition yet I think it is one of the most difficult things that we as human beings do to ourselves and we spend most of our life trying to understand it or be aware of it and so it sounds like the type of coaching that you're doing or the program that you're doing is really honing in on reflecting that our thoughts, what we think about our thoughts doesn't have to be what we actually put in place, but learning how to manage them and be aware and kind of compartmentalize the ego and the negativity. Is that a, is that a fair assessment? I like that. Yeah. Um, here, here's a picture for you. So if you think about like uh, oh a, a news channel or a sports channel where they you know there's a crawl along the bottom of the screen right there's all this stuff the headlines go across right and it just goes across and then there's the stuff that's in the main screen the big picture you know there might be people talking there might be a game I mean who knows there's just stuff going on up there our our thoughts are are like the crawl you know it's stuff that comes into our mind. You know, it's, I, I have this thought, right? The problems occur when I focus in on that headline so much that it becomes the whole screen. And I think it's true. It's no longer just a thought. It's truth. It's true. I have to believe it. I have to, I have to act in alignment with it because it's true. But really, it's just a thought. You know, it's just something that I thought. And, and I can actually look at that thought and go, oh, is that, is that true? Is that something I want to believe? Is that something I want to act in alignment with, or do I want to act in a different way? Is that true? So you're, you are 100% exactly right. It is about metacognition. It's about the, this uniquely human capability to sit in the observer's chair, to, to look at myself from outside myself, to look at my thoughts from outside myself and say, what do I want to do with those? And, and, and there's so much power in it. Just simply in awareness, there's a huge amount of power. But then being able to take the step further and, and actually change my habits of thinking uh, is, is where, you know, you kind of multiply that power. You get even more. So tell us kind of the direction that you would like to forge forward when you're done your program. And, how do you see yourself maybe going back within the industry you came from? Do you see a bit of a need there from what you explained from bringing in new management? And I mean, a lot of companies are moving ahead in fear. So the first part of my question is, do you think you'll be back in the IT world, maybe utilizing some of these coaching skills or doing some organizational leadership what are, what are you kind of envisioning? What demographic do you see yourself working with or would you like to specialize in? So thanks, Deb. I really appreciate the question. I, you know, obviously I've spent a lot of years in, in technology and not so much just IT, which in my world at least means something very specific, but in, in technology in general, whether it's building products that happen to use technology or operating technology environments, or whatever, a lot, lot, of, lot of tech in my history. Um, but, a, but a big focus that I've also had in alignment with that is 
relationship with customers. So customer support, customer service, uh, customer communication, customer training. How do we talk to customers? How do we think about customers? How do we interact with customers? What's that? What does that relationship or that or that set of relationships look like? And that is a big part of where I see my focus being. So in addition to individuals who are, you know, kind of working through this set of questions about what's holding them back, helping organizations understand how to think about their relationships with customers, how to how to change, fundamentally change the story around interacting with customers. So as an example, here, here's what I'll say. It's the 21st century, right? Who cares? And one of the things we're seeing is a dichotomy of organizations in the way they interact with customers. I was listening to a podcast this morning that was talking about, you know, the best of list for, for 2017. And one of the things they actually talked about was one of the most disappointing things of 2017. And it turned out it was a company who basically didn't listen to their customers. They had a very promising product, but when it had issues, they didn't listen to their customers who complained about it. They didn't try to fix it. They didn't acknowledge it. They, they didn't care. They fundamentally didn't care about people that bought a hundred dollar product. And, and then all of us have stories about companies, organizations, maybe it's a restaurant, you know, whatever that do care that, that somehow go above and beyond interactions with customers and people say, wow, I was here, I was at this place and I had this thing happen and I just can't believe what they did. I, I cannot believe what they did. They, they helped me in this way or they, they went out of their way or they did this unusual thing that I just can't believe they did. I have a story. I, I had a, um, I decided to buy a, a guitar for myself after my, my company did really well a number of years ago. And I did some research and I found about this guitar and I went and played this particular guitar and it didn't, they didn't play anything like I expected. It was from a company. It was from a, a, a maker called James Goodall. And it just did not, I was just really disappointed. It didn't sound like all the reviews. And so I actually wrote him a, a note and I said, you know, James, I went and I played one of your guitars at this place and, and I'd been excited and I thought it was going to be like this and it wasn't. And I, I literally like wrote the note and I just didn't think anything more of it. I figured that was the end of it. But a few days later I got a call from him and this was really unusual for me because he was calling me from Hawaii back when those calls weren't free and he just called me and he said, you know, I got your note and that's really unusual. I've never had anybody say that. And, and he talked with me for a while. And he said, if, if I could change, you know, if I could call that store and have them set the guitars up for you, would you go back and play them? And I said, yes. And the rest is kind of history. I went back and played them and, and they were amazing. It was so different uh, from the first time. And, then he and I had another conversation, and he custom-built a guitar for me that was exactly exactly to my specifications, exactly what I wanted. And there's an example of somebody who cared. You know, he had, a, he had a business to run. He was the owner of the business. He was building guitars. He was, you know, and it wasn't a huge business, but he made, you know, hundreds of guitars a year. Um, but he made time for this, not even a customer yet, this, just this person who reached out with disappointment and didn't try to make any excuses, didn't try to, 
you know, talk me into anything. He simply said, I'm, I don't understand. It's, I, you know, it doesn't seem like everything was okay. Can I, you know, can we talk about this and can, would you be willing? And that's the kind of caring, especially today, especially now that it's the 21st century. And as you were talking about earlier, if something happens, if I, if I visit somewhere and things don't go well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to post it on Twitter or Facebook or something. And suddenly, you know, 500, 1,000, 20,000 people are going to know how that organization treats We've seen it with airlines and, and, you know, especially lately, you know, when something goes wrong on an airplane, heavens, we got video on, you know, on YouTube, like five minutes after it happens. Um, so how do we, how do we change how we think about customers, how we treat customers, how we care about each other? We're human beings for heaven's sake, human beings interacting with human beings. Can we find a way to treat each other with love and care and kindness and patience and honor? Because I think we have to, because otherwise I think the impact to our livelihoods, to our businesses, to, you know, what, what can happen uh, is, is going to be very great indeed. And, and so that's what, I've been, that's what I've been really focused on and looking towards. Well, and, and I'm not really surprised to hear that because it's, it's, it's your character from, from what I know of you. And, and I've been chatting with you for a couple of years now. And I, I really believe that companies, Fortune 500 companies especially, are really modeling or leaning into compassionate leadership. And I think that great companies that exude that really enforce a good mental state for their staff. I think they're having great productivity. I know they're having awesome employee retention. And with my background in disability management, a lot of the time, Steve, I was going in and doing organizational leadership coaching and, you know, hearing both sides of the story and hearing some of the concerns of the employee and that they were burnt out or stressed or felt like when they did have an opportunity to speak, it was falling on deaf ears. I'm using a cliche my grandmother used to say, falling on deaf ears. And then, and I would, and I would meet them in their home. So there was no stress, no animosity. And then I would go back and talk to the employer. And then I would leave and I would sit and review my notes and just kind of rewind those two conversations that I intently listened to. And I realized that I became the mediator and I needed to interpret the thoughts, the feelings, and the emotions that attributed to this dis-ease of this relationship so that this employee got to such a level of stress. And I can tell you seven out of ten times when I was able to reflect and communicate back to both of them and give some really basic, I, I call it common sense, compensatory strategies Sometimes you just need a new set of eyes, an intense set of ears, and a really good outlook of positivity. And sometimes it was it was me just simply saying to the employer, I just think you need to be a bit benevolent here. And, you know, what if you let, we'll use your name, what if we let Steve stay home for once a week and work in his pajamas? Um, 
maybe Steve will do better out of the environment and get some of his creativeness and innovativeness because no one knows this better than you. We have become a drive-through, fast-paced technology society. And I love to hear the excitement in your voice of having an awesome conversation and really listening and not be swayed by a mobile device, but looking into someone's eyes and, and really sometimes people speak with their eyes, but just having that awareness as a human being sitting in front of someone and just really making them feel like what they're saying is important and being in their presence is important. And I, I think it's a lost art and I think compassion leadership is, is just the foundation. So I'm really, I'm, I'm thrilled for you that you're migrating out of kind of the role that you have been doing. And I think it's going to be a really rewarding career move for you. And I know we had chatted before the interview and you had mentioned that you were looking at Ogmandino. And I, I remember my dad talking to me about Ogmandino because he was like the best salesperson in the world. And, you know, our parents always have these cliche quotes, right? And and one of his favorites was always do your best because what you plant now you will harvest later. How many times in your career have you heard a version of, of that quote or that exact quote from, from Ogmandino? Probably hundreds of times, oh, right? Sure. Absolutely. So uh, it's yeah, neat I, because I, I, I've looked at their training as well. So great minds think alike. Are you left-handed? I am not. I am right-handed. Now. You are not. I. You know what? I was going to put. A, I was going to put money on that bet. I thought I bet yeah, you. Yeah, I am. A, I, I know. I have a somewhat uh, unusual brain, though. So uh, that 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 kind of contributes. I was. Uh, I was a switch hitter in baseball, so I have a little lefty in me, but uh, I am generally right in. Well, tell us what your goals are for, for 2018. I know you're in the midst of your leadership training with Ogmandino. So when do you see that done and just kind of take us on a path or, or what your vision is for this year? Yeah, so uh, I will begin uh, coaching folks through the Agmandino practicum um, starting at the end of January. Uh, so we, I, I'm offering now free assessments. If anybody would like to take uh, the uh, intentional creation assessment, which is what it's called, to help look at thoughts and kind of see how they, how they want you to make choices and the ways that they want you to think I'd be happy to um, offer that to free for free to anybody who's listening. Um, and I'll just give you a quick URL and, and we can, uh, you know, make sure that you guys can get that as well, but it's pretty easy. It's coach. IC is the domain name. C O A C H I C.com slash S S H. Those are my initials. And if you go there, you can just take the assessment. I will be notified that you have, and I'll reach out and we'll schedule, you know, 30 to 45 minutes just so I can explain to you what you're looking at as you look at your assessment results. And you can, you know, see what you think. And then, uh, as I mentioned, starting, you know, near the end of, of January, I will begin coaching folks that want to take a look at their thinking processes and um, look at building new habits around how their thoughts want them to think and how are they going to approach 
uh, overcoming especially the high-risk areas of their thinking processes. So, you know, you ask for my goals. Uh, my goal is, is to have, uh, you know, a number of, of folks who want to look at that and, and really take on improvement in those areas of, of life that I'm coaching through this year. Uh, and uh, I am also uh, going to be speaking uh, to organizations that want to understand ways of caring for their customers and ways of thinking about customers in different ways. Um, I've, I've done a, a keynote uh, talk as well, and then I have workshops and, you know, longer, uh, you know, longer opportunities to, to work with folks to look at those things and kind of ask questions about what is it that um, – it will help us treat customers in different ways. And you can probably imagine that the assessment helps with understanding the members of a team and, and having the right people, as, um, as Jim Collins said, having the right people on the bus in the right seats. You know, do I have the right kind of people answering the phones or, or, or using the chats or going out and doing services for organizations and, and those kinds of things? Um, so, those are the, the key areas that, that this year I'll be focused on. I'm planning on starting a podcast as well, and I do have a blog that uh, will be getting a lot more attention than it has uh, for a while, and, and so all of those things will be part of the mix as well. Well, you certainly sound like you have an exciting 2018. I am over the moon excited for you. I just... I feel like all that you've done in your career thus far, including even training on the on the ski hills, is just all going to offer you such a broad range of experience and talent to pass on in coaching and speaking. And uh, I want you to get uh, more involved with this change book community because you've got 26 countries of richness to even help you out more with your brand and, and liaise with. And, and Jim always, Jim and Jim always joke that I'm never going to rent another hotel room. And I think they're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, I, and I kind of like that as you and I talked about last time, I think uh, not this last year, but uh, the previous year, I think I spent like 200 and some days in hotel rooms. So I, uh, I certainly understand, and, and uh, I, I know that, that you are so great, as I wrote in that copy of the book to you, that your ability to build uh, relationships and connect people together is just astonishing. So uh, so excited to, to reconnect and to be part of this and, and looking forward to meeting the other authors and, and would love to have you know, anyone who's listening reach out and you know, let's connect and see what ways we can help each other, build each other up, and... and help let's let's all find ways to align with our our highest self absolutely and i'll i'll send you the link for the episode and you can post your link for that assessment because that's only going to help you with your practicum at the end of the month and i am physically holding change book number one in my hands and on page 143 with your with your beautiful headshot looking at me, you wrote, Deb, you build great relationships and a big S. And you know what? I, I cherish this. And I know we're going to land up probably doing some stuff together because I'm moving in a similar direction to you. And we will 
We will keep communicating and please let me know how things go with your training and just wishing you all the best for 2018. And thanks for spending time with me on the Changebook Radio Show. Love it, Deb. Thank you. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to you. Take Take care. care. Well, what a powerful interview to start off January 2018. Steve Hultquist, like totally moving out of many, many different industries and embracing his executive leadership skills and getting training through Augmentino. And I just find Steve to be a phenomenal communicator. I appreciate all of his wisdom and nice compliments. So good luck to you, Steve, and look forward to ongoing chats with you to see what you're up to in 2018. And I want to thank our sponsor again, Sharissa Sebastian, career coach for ambitious women. So if you are a woman and you are listening to our show and you are in leadership and are really in need of some help, Sharissa is all about coaching at that executive level. Please check out her website at sharissasebastian.com. She has worked with some of the executives on Oprah's team at the Oprah Winfrey Network, and she's ready to help you audit your career. So she has done a free quiz on her website, sharissasebastian.com forward slash career dash audit. And go take that quiz and you might be pleasantly surprised at some of the answers and you can join her Facebook group for free as well. So this is Deb Crow on January the 3rd, 2018. Thank you for tuning in to the Changebook radio show. And as always, have a great week and I will be back with you next week with another amazing co-author from the Changebook series. Good night, everybody.